0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
4: Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. Taking your calls and your questions this afternoon. I'm listening, You're listening in on Grace FM throughout Colorado and Wyoming. You're listening live. If you're tuned in somewhere else like Hope FM or Truth FM, uh, you're listening to this as a one week delay, but here's how it works. You are able to call in while the show is on. And while you won't hear yourself on the radio, we will be answering it live. And then you can tune in one week later and hear the answer on the radio. So this show is live no matter where you're listening to it, unless it's a pre recorded. Uh, Encore presentation, you can call during the show. And the number to dial is 303 690 3000, 303 690 3000. You can also call, uh, you can also text in a dedicated texting line, 720 336 0897. And today we have Pastor Cody King in to co-host. Welcome Cody.
5: Hey, thanks for having me here, Pastor. Ed. S- tell
4: us about your uh, church again, your Redemption Calvary. Tell us all about it.
5: Yeah, we are uh, Redemption Calvary. We are in uh, Commerce City here in uh, Colorado, a suburb of Denver, and uh, we're right up off of uh, Highway 2 and 104th. Uh, we've been there for just uh, just under 5 years. Uh, January will be 5 years since my family and I moved out to plant the church. And uh, we're just excited about what Jesus is doing up in our region of uh, this area and excited that uh, we get to be a part of it.
4: So five years later, for everyone listening in that's a church planter or a part of a church plant, um, it's, it, there's a couple of emotions that I can think of and you, of course, can add. But one is, is shock and surprise, kind of looking back and going, wow, look what God has done. Um, not necessarily shocked at God, but shocked that God would use us. Um, mm-hmm. There's one emotion, yeah. and two. If you know, if you knew then what you know now, there may have been a change of heart in moving out. I've yeah. heard that from many church plants, and what I mean by that is not an undermining of your calling or that. But but like, um, like I can speak for myself. I didn't know how hard it would be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, think I knew it would be hard. I just didn't understand the definition of hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't think it would be easy, although we both came from very thriving churches. Yeah, um, I know that by when I left Calvary Chapel in Downey, uh, it was probably a church of about 6,000, 7,000 people. Um, it was it was big and thriving and a large school with a thousand kids and and I'm, I'm sure you came from a very large Southern California church too right
5: Yeah yeah I actually helped plant that church and yes. it was thriving and just really going very well and I had no intentions on ever leaving that church Yeah uh, and uh, you know God just stirs your heart you know and just tells you that this is what I want you to do and uh, just kind of like what you said you'd get a different definition of what hard means Yeah. When you step out in faith and follow the Lord in some different things, and especially I think with church planting, I would say that uh, church planting is the extreme sports of Christianity. Just like with extreme <laughs> sports, you got to be a little bit crazy to try it. Um, and so stepping out in, in faith to go and and try, you know what yeah. this this looks like. You have no idea what's going to happen. I remember sitting in my living room when we moved out here thinking, who in the world is going to come to this thing? Yeah. Why would somebody show up in my house? This is We've lost our minds. And uh, you know, God's just faithful. He brings people across your path. He gives you opportunities to minister. And uh, we haven't experienced anything crazy or explosive. Yeah. It's just been uh, little by little, God has faithfully given us somebody to love, somebody to minister to. And that's really been our focus, is we just want to care for the people as God brings them to us and not really worry about how big or small the church is and not really measure success based on that. Uh, and I think within the, especially the church planting world, there's a lot of talk about that, how to launch big and how yeah. to get a lot of people and draw attraction and having a lot of uh, different ways of marketing the church. And I just really don't care about that. I really just want to love people that God brings to us and, you know, we'll do our best. We'll put a sign out. We'll, we'll do some marketing stuff or whatever, but we're not counting on that in terms of growing the church. We're counting on Jesus and what He wants to do. Well,
4: it takes a it it, it takes a um, a disciplined life to go for depth and not width, mm-hmm. uh, because width gives a lot more. Con- and what I mean by that is to go deep in discipling a person and not just go for a large gathering of people, uh, because. You know, it would be easy to gather people if I announced on the radio that uh, we're going to light Cody on fire tonight uh, for our Wednesday night service. It's going to be I, awesome. I think we'd pack the house because nobody's <laughs> ever. You know, it's crazy. It's 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 dynamic. It's it's what the world does to gather attention. And I and 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 that's the gospel and the love of God is the greatest attraction. Amen. Uh, and even though it doesn't get the kind of uh, turnout that that you might expect, uh, and and so I agree. You know, we're not going to be talking about church planning, although we can if you're a pastor, uh, because I think back, you know, and looking and coming here uh, myself, just just wondering on many occasions, what am I doing? Why am I here? Um, mm-hmm. what, 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 what are we doing? Because it, really it was really something that our family did together. Like, yeah. it wasn't just me. Uh, my kids when they were young, my wife, and they're still, my, actually, my kids are still serving with me, so that's a good thing. Awesome. Um, and... But so at any rate, give us a call. We got Cody King, uh, Ed Taylor in studio. Uh, Cody's up in Commerce City, you guys, here in Colorado. So if you uh, want more information, Google Redemption Calvary, or I think the website is redemptioncalvary.org. So redemptioncalvary.org. Uh, up in the Commerce City. There's the development up there. It's called Reunion. Reunion. So yeah. in the Reunion area of Commerce City, but of a whole region, um, that whole region you can uh, drive. It's not very far drive. So if you want to visit, please do. They got two services on Sunday, 9 and 11. And uh, he's also one of our featured teachers here on Grace FM, 8 p.m. Uh, 8 p.m. is a four-time-a-week, uh, so he's on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, because our we broadcast our live service on Wednesday, uh, and so that's 8 p.m., Pastor Cody King with Redemption Calvary. 303-690-3000, uh, we're going to jump on the phone, line one is Lloyd, Lloyd's calling from Denver, Lloyd, welcome to the program. Hey Lloyd, are you still with us? I need to push the button. That's my fault. I forgot. I'm in studio today. Lloyd, welcome to the program. <laughs> awesome. Can you hear me now? <laughs> I can. I. I, I right. They usually push the button for me, but I forgot. I uh, pushed the button sorry. on Wednesday. <laughs> What's up? <laughs>
6: <laughs> hey, so, yeah, I had a quick question. Um, you know, I mean, something that I've been learning about ever since I gave my life to Christ since 2010 was, um, you know, le- leaving the religious and legalistic um, part of, what I guess sometimes people can find in Christianity. Yes. Um, and so, but in regards of dancing, um, I'm just wondering, is it still alright to dance? I mean, in say to like uh, secular music, you know? Because uh, sure. for me, I mean, I'm Mexican and American, and <laughs> so in Spanish, there's a there's two different words for dancing. You know, yeah. like dance, like you, like you know, like. I guess how the Hebrews would dance, you know. Yes, uh-huh. And then there's, you know, by lad, which is more of a, I guess, sensual kind of, yes, you know, moving body kind of thing. So I just wanted to see, um, kind of like what you said or your studies, uh, yeah. not what you think, but what does yeah. the Bible say in regards to that?
4: Well, let, let's let's ask a question first, and then we'll then we'll allow some passages in the Bible to guide us. Okay. So, so let's ask this question: When a person leaves legalism? What is it? Because legalism is a form of um, it. it Can go two ways, you know. Real strict legalism is you believe you have to do something in order to be right or saved by God. Not not too many people teach that, although it's out there. But what you most people, what most people refer to legalism is is that you're creating, you're you're mandating that I behave a certain way in order to be holy. Uh, You're mandating it, and so. I think that only God can mandate our behavior right yeah. uh, and and so we'll allow the Bible to do that, but instead of legalism instead of someone or a church mandating your behavior, what have you exchanged legalism for because I have a suggestion, but I'm wondering if you've ever thought about okay, so you know more legalism, and I agree with you, but now what have you what's filled that void
6: I mean I guess just um i just asking god you know in in my thoughts you know is is this right you know trying to seek the, um you know discernment with you know doing the i guess uh what you know yeah. Christ has called us to do you know right. pray, praying and fasting and just seeking his presence and, and so you know doing those kind of things and just i guess trying to be sensitive to to him you know yes
4: um, being led by the spirit
6: by the spirit yeah
4: so just, but but i would say this um, i think that a wise choice in moving away from legalism is to replace it with biblical wisdom wisdom for example right. let's let's ask this question uh, is it is it biblically okay for you to take poison ivy and rub it all over your body yes or no
6: i don't think so i mean in regards to yes. hurting yourself
4: yeah there's right. well, there's nothing in the it doesn't it actually wouldn't hurt yourself uh, it would make you uncomfortable but it wouldn't hurt you uh it wouldn't poison you it wouldn't you wouldn't die from it it would just make you very uncomfortable with a rash perhaps and yeah. and so i would propose that um in that and that question that it is not a biblical sin to take poison ivy and rub it all over your body right so we set that aside it's it's okay to do that so okay. then lloyd the question is are you going to do it
6: um out of my common sense, I wouldn't
4: do it. <laughs> right, and then I would say, why wouldn't you do it? Uh, I wouldn't want to be uncomfortable. <laughs> right, and, and so you have, a, you have a matrix of making decisions where even when the Bible doesn't say you shouldn't, you choose not to, mm-hmm. for good reasons. Right. And so that's, that wisdom, as you grow in your understanding of the Scriptures, that wisdom will be applied to dancing. So let's, ask, let's answer the question, is dancing a sin, yes or no? Um, generally. Generally, no. Generally, I'd agree, no. As a matter of fact, um, there's examples in the Bible of dancing that um, great spiritual leaders have done without sin.
6: Yeah, like
4: David. So, like David. Uh, although dancing in your underwear is probably borderline. <laughs>
6: yeah, it's <that's> different, right? <laughs> it's kind of but, like Tom Cruise. But, um, yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> so, but, but at any rate, I think you, you, you get the point. You, you can dance without sin. And that's right. the that's the real question. So I think part of your part of the the producer put in dancing at clubs.
6: Yeah. So, so yeah. now
4: you've added a different dynamic, because I guess you'd have to ask answer what kind of club is it? Because most likely the way that you describe club dancing, it's very sensual, uh, mm-hmm. it's very erotic, uh, right. very tempting. And wisdom tells me in the Bible to flee also youthful lusts. Right on, and pursue could you, righteousness.
6: Could you give me like a Bible verse I can go to?
4: Yeah, Second, Timothy, Second Timothy two twenty 2 Timothy two twenty two. Yes, and okay. so I haven't been in a club in a long time, but I mm-hmm. I'm sure it's worse than when I used to go, um, and I'm sure there's a lot of provocative women. Um, mm-hmm. I've noticed recently one of my relatives have been going to rave parties, and right. from looking at the post on that Instagram that is mm-hmm. absolutely not a place for a believer to right. be edified um yeah just obvi- just just by just by me i've never i haven't been to a rave party that wasn't the deal when i was growing up but just looking at my relatives posts absolutely 100% the answer is no for a variety of biblical reasons mm-hmm. not legalism
3: yeah
6: um, cuz i mean some people will i guess will use you know the whole scenario with daniel and you know, the, the, the youth, um, how they were, you know, in Babylon, but they didn't, you know, take up their customs and stuff like that. And so it's kind of like they try to say that, um, you know, that stuff's not sticking to us, so it doesn't matter, you know. Uh,
4: is it possible? Is, is, is that scenario possible? Yes, because I think anything's possible. Yeah. But is it probable? Um, are they, it, and so if we're going if, if to use Daniel as an example in the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, if mm-hmm. we're going to use that, then we should probably take the entirety of the context. Have you been taken in captivity to a club or a rave party? <laughs> Right on. <laughs> um, ha- are you in relationship to the leader where God is setting you up? Where you have a testimony of standing in that rave party while everybody's dancing around you, and you're standing there fully clothed with a blindfold on because you refuse to participate? I mean, if we want to use if we want to use the biblical um, illustrations, and we got to contextually apply them, not yeah. just pull out from them. You know, for example, they refuse to eat the food there, so. Are they then, are they, um, you know, in a, in a club? What would it be like? You know, they're, they're yeah. not listening to the music. They have Bose headphones on with, um, you know, Toby Mac on because they refuse yeah. to participate uh, and take of what the world is doing in that club. And I, I say it's even deeper than that, that let's not be dumb. We're, yeah. um, uh, I'm a married man, and I don't belong in a club because it would arouse lust in my life that I would somehow... Um, not love my wife as Christ loved the church. I mean, yeah. I, there's just some places that Ed Taylor shouldn't go um, yeah. as a married man. But then, s- if I was a single man like my son right now, um, I don't think it would be good for him either. And for for similar reasons, even though he's not married.
6: Yeah. Well, I mean, um, yeah, I, you definitely answered all my questions for sure. And I mean, biblically, I mean, something I've. Learn for sure is you know don't be theological or don't be logical or don't even give your opinion but go to what the word of God says and and so yeah I mean you've definitely answered my question so <laughs> yeah
4: you know I think that um, while I do appreciate and I'm gonna Cody has some thoughts I want him to add too um, yeah. but while I do appreciate uh, uh, in general you know this is more for everyone listening uh, to us right now the uh, fleeing away from a legalistic mindset and a legalistic church. Many times I have found the accusation, just for me as Ed Taylor, being legalistic, when someone just disagrees with me and they don't have a good biblical argument, so they call me a name. Oh, you're just being legalistic. Yeah, but I made a really strong biblical argument. What's your biblical argument? You're a legalist. Well, I guess then that's what you'll... I'm not being legalistic. I'm saying all things are lawful for me, but not all things are beneficial. Not all things build me up. And, and I know for a fact that very, very few people, if any, are being built up clubbing and raving and vaping and drinking and I mean very, very, very few. Cody, what do you thought? What are your thoughts?
5: Yeah, I think that just the, the only other thing that I would throw in there is um, just when you're thinking about these kinds of things, um, really this is one of those areas that it's it's a very gray area in Scripture. There's no verse that you can turn to that says, Thou shalt not go to clubs. And so what do you do in those kinds of situations? Well, one of the places I turn to often in these uh, gray areas is Romans 14, uh, because it just deals with that idea of to, to some people this, to some people that. And the way that it ends up uh, concluding the whole thing um, in verse 19 it says this, it says, therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things which, by which one may edify another. Uh, and there's this directive to say, I need to use the liberties in my life and the freedoms that I have, not just to serve myself, but to build other people up. And so um, that's the only thing that I would try to just con- con- convey and encourage you in is think about how am I going to use my time to build people up? And I, I would yeah, I would guess... You're probably going to have a really hard time in a club scene.
6: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I don't agree with it, but that's just yeah. the kind of things that you know I'm seeing nowadays. That yes. I don't know. People, are, I guess, are just being more. You know, like everything's okay. It's not as bad yeah. as it is. You know, and so and I see a lot of people in a lot of churches. They're leaving that kind of uh, that principle of you know, verse by verse, book by book, and just reading the Bible in in its entirety. And from that, I mean, when you get all the answers. (laughs) So, um, so yeah. But like I said, you guys definitely answered my question. And, um, yeah, you know, God bless you guys. I love the show. I'm always listening to uh, Grace FM and, you know, just being edified every day.
4: Right on, bro. Um, Thanks, Lloyd.
6: Yeah, thank you very much. All right.
4: Bye-bye. You know, I did a, a Bible study on this. Um, on this topic of the gray area, um, because I, I have found more and more when you when you take a biblical stand for something that someone disagrees with, maybe even another pastor when when they 're unable to biblically define where they're going, they just call you a name mm-hmm. you know you 're being a legalist and, yeah. and it is a it is a it 's a conscience matter or it 's a line it's it's what do we do in the gray areas? Um, especially if you're not a black and white person and you live more in the gray areas. And this whole banner of grace, well, you know, the grace of God, It's the grace gives you freedom to do what you need to do and just let the Holy Spirit lead you. But the Bible says in Titus 2 that the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, Mm. we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age.
5: Yeah, that's what the grace of God's for.
4: And so the grace of God points us towards sobriety, righteousness, and godliness. And and that's the the trajectory. And then I came up with these questions, and I think some of them came from Greg Glory and I developed them and wrote them down. It was actually one of those things I wrote in my Bible. But here's eight questions to help a person in the gray area, where the Bible doesn't say specifically what to do, and you can do A or B and still be within the realm of sinlessness but but basically like i shared last week you know when my kids would go to when i took my kids the only time i took my kids they were young to the grand canyon the sign said don't go to the edge don't go to the edge but what do my kids do they go to the edge edge. kick rocks over and you're like man and some people live like that with sin they want to get to the edge to see how close they can get without falling in but my my heart as a dad to my kids was don't get as close as you can Get close where you might be able to see it and understand it, but don't participate in it. But here's eight questions. Number one, will this help me honor God? Number two, will this set me apart to be used better by God? Um, Or actually, will this set me apart for God? Number three, will it help my usefulness for God? Number four, will it prepare me for every good work? Number five, does it build me up spiritually? Number six, can it bring me under its power? Which is a big thing um, when it comes to alcohol and drugs. Will it bring me under its power? Everybody says no to that, but opioids—the opioid crisis—is out of control right now, and I'm sure everyone's starting down that path. Oh, it won't bother me. I'll—I'll I'll be the only one that this doesn't affect. Um, you know, I think of my friend, my pastor friend, um, back on the East Coast that I just served with. Um, his daughter overdosing on heroin to the point where they had to to give her five injections before they brought her back. Mm -hmm. Five. That's how far her addiction has brought her. We're just desperate to see her come back. Will it bring me under its power? Does it give me an uneasy conscience? And just because a pastor has approved your behavior and helped your conscience um, be seared, you should regain a sensitivity to the Lord, and he'll lead you. Not a man's opinion, not a man's opinion, but the Lord will lead you. And then finally, will it cause someone else to stumble, which almost all the time is ignored um, because I don't want to stumble anyone. If I can, if I can help it. I'm sure I already do at times, um, but not willingly. I don't want to willingly do that. 303 690 that was a great question to start with. We're going to go to line two is Chris. Chris, welcome to the program. Chris calling from Lakewood. I've got to... Hit the button. Chris, welcome to the program. <laughs> there you're you host. are. I would know by now uh, you're awesome. on the air.
3: Well, thank you for taking my call. Uh, my question uh, came up at our um, at our growth group last night was, uh, I guess to rephrase it would be like, what would be the main purpose of the Bible? Okay. And, you know, and thoughts of, you know, just going to some scriptures. There's a lot, you sure. know, the purpose of the Bible, but, you know, like... Uh, on this day, choose life or death, uh, choose life, uh, you know, uh, Isaiah 55, uh, the invitation to come, you know, uh, the Great Commission, uh, Jesus, uh, you know, Son of Man came to seek and save that which is lost. Uh, the end of the Bible, it says, "...the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and who, who, who hears say, Come, whoever, uh, whoever thirsts, Come, whoever desires, Come, take the water of life freely." You know, um, I always looked at that as like you know, the prophets rising early, uh, you know, and uh, going out like uh, who will go first and who shall we send? Uh, you well, know, this is a
4: this is a question that actually um, can be answered quite easily. Did you know that? Okay, it's in Second Timothy chapter three, verse oh. fourteen. It says, "...but you must continue in the things which you've learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you've learned them, that from childhood you've known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation, through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Yes. That would be my summary bucket. Okay. Of, awesome. Of the purpose because it covers everything. You know, if I was going to give a general answer without a scripture, I'd say that the word of God is is given to reveal the love of God, you know, mm-hmm. for for man um, and the forgiveness of his sins. But right. this one covers that much clearer where the Bible tells you how to get saved and how to live for God, that you might have a complete life in Him.
3: Right. Okay. Well, thank you
4: so much. You're welcome. God bless your day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. You know, Cody, there's other passages too. You know, the How Can a man, Young Man Cleanse His Way? Uh, but by giving heed to the word of God, did you find something?
5: No, I was just I was looking up the same thing you just read in Second yeah. Timothy, you know, because I think that that, like you said, it really encapsulates the entire thing from the beginning concept of salvation and then through to how do you live in a wise way in, yes. in such a wicked and perverse world.
4: Yep, it's good stuff. Amen. 303-690-3000. six nine zero three thousand. We're going to head all the way to the East Coast. Theodore is calling from Maryland. Theodore, welcome to the program. <laughs> Welcome I, to the program.
1: Uh, I'm sorry, I'm on my uh, car driving.
4: Okay, what's your question?
1: My question has to do with, um, is sin considered dead works? Um, I got a text mm. from my brother saying that sin is dead works, and that it's rebelling against God's Torah, and therefore, if I'm not following Jesus to follow the Torah, then I'm in dead works and in sin.
4: Well, the way that your brother texts you, I would disagree with him uh, because by faith in Jesus Christ, you fulfill all the commandments of the Torah uh, because Jesus Christ fulfilled the law. And by living by faith in him, he is your finished work. Um, Text your brother back and ask him where he's offering his sacrifice according to the Torah. Where is he offering his bloody sacrifice according to Leviticus 16? And if he says, Jesus is his sacrifice, say, that's right. That's how I fulfill the Torah, too. Okay. Are you driving? Can you write that down? Because I think I just answered your brother uh, in a three-line text. I I like it,
1: but I can't text him right now. But when I get off the phone and get home, I will definitely do that.
4: Okay, so here, let me repeat it to you. Text your brother and say, uh, I understand what you're saying. Where do you sacrifice the bloody goat and bull, according to Leviticus 16 today? Just ask him that, and then he'll probably come back, well, by Jesus Christ, my faith in Jesus Christ, and then you'll say, that's right, me too. By my faith in Jesus Christ, he fulfilled the Torah for me too. And your brother won't like that, and he'll keep arguing with you. Ah, we lost her, but that was the answer. I know you're going to hear this next week, but that's the answer to that particular text. Brandy's got a follow-up. Hopefully, we can get it before the break. But Brandy and Denver, yes. you yes. got a follow-up for Lloyd. You got about a minute.
7: Okay. Uh, can I come back after the break? Because it's going to definitely take more than a minute.
4: Well, let's there start. Is. Let's start, and we'll see if you come back after the break
7: okay okay my name is brandy and i am in the fashion industry and in the music industry in denver okay and i do i do go to those raves but they're not called raves they're just like this celebration of dance so i would really like to talk about how okay great uh, hold on a second i'll bring you back okay okay Kill.
4: hey we'll be right back brandy's got some um some observations of raves that aren't raves and we'll be right back
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
4: Hey, welcome back to Calvary Live. Glad you joined us. We have Cody in studio. Pastor Cody is the pastor at Redemption Calvary. Cody, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me here today. Uh, We've got a great conversation coming up here. Uh, If you guys missed the first half, we had a question come in on the first half of the program from Lloyd about uh, going to clubs uh, and what would the Bible say about clubs and... And we had a long discussion about that. Brandy heard it. She's calling in from Denver. And Brandy has some alternative um, insight to offer with us. So, Brandy, welcome back. I don't hear Brandy on the line, guys. There she is. You're back. There
7: I am. Yeah, I'm back.
4: All right, let's so go ahead, Brandy. Okay. <laughs> let's uh let's hear um, your input. First
7: of all, awesome conversation. Yes. Um, before I get started with that. So what was the second Timothy, not 222, but I do love uh-huh. that, but what was the other Timothy?
4: Uh, verse? are we talking about the one that, that Grace teaches or
7: No, the one that you just told the guy who oh, said Oh, okay, that's Second Timothy
4: 3:14-15-16-17. 2 Timothy 3:14 through 17.
7: Wow, Timothy has been coming up so much in my life. Um, But back to Lloyd's conversation. Yes. Um, I work in the fashion industry. I'm a musician. I love dancing. I go out to music. Um, I go to what would be considered, to people who don't know, the club scene or the rave scene is uh-huh. uh, is um, a rave, but it's not. It's like a morning of yoga and dance. Okay. And I go like for me, dancing is the closest way that I feel to God. I pray when I dance, and I just move <laughs> so freely. And I started getting involved with this amazing community. Um, of just people who are free. And we get our dance on at seven in the morning to nine in the morning during the weekday and then go to work. And this dance party or rave that it could be considered is full of people from all ethnicities and cultures. And me as a Christian being in this world of the world, I am getting to just be free in Christ at these places and be able to share Christ. Um, simultaneously, I'm meeting people who um, are Hare Krishna, who are um, seekers, who believe that we are unicorns, like people from all spectrums of of spirituality, of religion, of atheism. And to be able to have that freedom of who God made me to be, where in my dancing I am so free, I have shared I have shared the love of Jesus in so many, many different scenarios, dancing, and also um, so many people that come to this, I find out, go to the church that I go to, and we end up in like this fellowship while on the dance floor, and it's, for me, I think like it's important for us to be out in the world, amongst these ravers, amongst these people who are on acid and dancing all sensually, and I've i've kind of been to a rave and i totally saw the evil in there i totally saw i totally saw demonic forces i totally saw like the sensuality of the devil and it it like was hard to watch but at the same time there was that strength of god on my side and i was able to almost like i wasn't almost able to i brought light to a really scary place and so, well, I let's think pause that, there for a
4: second. Let's pause on a couple okay. things that you said here. So, on the, let's do the last one first. How exactly can you describe for us how you brought light to this very sensual place? What, what, in what way did you do that? How? What do you mean by that?
7: Ooh, that's a great question. Um, huh. Wow. How did I? Because I can't really say. Well, I was just me and. Just myself and they brought um I think maybe through the conversations that spurred dancing with the people. Um, like I think through
4: Well through, but let's let's pause there for a second too okay. because you know as okay. well as I do the music is prohibitively loud. The movements yeah. are, are, are very um, they're they're very dynamic, I guess is the word I would use. And so uh-huh. the, the environment, the environment that you're in would make it very difficult to accomplish the purposes that, that maybe you thought you were accomplishing.
7: Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Um, and I, I yeah, only that's clarify a totally that. Good point. I,
4: let me just clarify that for the sake of people listening because you know, when we're, when we're using this language, we and, and just folks that are listening in, um, I, I li- I'm listening to you, and number one, It really sounds like to me that your heart and your desire is to to honor God wherever you are. I hear that in your voice, Mm -hmm. uh, and and I affirm that in your life. I think that that's a great attribute to have, especially among believers. Secondly, I mean unbelievers in in any environment. Secondly, I really do think that um, that God is using you to some degree. And thirdly, I don't think you're being stumbled by what you're seeing. It sounds like you have um, that you have been. It sounds like what you're describing to me, you have been built with a constitution where this stuff doesn't stumble you. But I would mm-hmm. conclude that you're a very rare breed in the context of what we're talking about, you know, in the mm-hmm. context of Lloyd's conversation. Because, for example, if in the beginning of your conversation, you mentioned how yoga, this was a part of yoga and freedom. But you know mm-hmm. as well as I do, or maybe you don't, I, I don't want to assume anything, that the roots of yoga is Hinduism. Oh, yeah.
7: No, nope, I totally know that. I s- totally know that. And that's, that's another thing that I'm facing because it's something I don't believe in. Yes. But because I don't believe in it doesn't mean that I'm not going to, like, I guess do it. But then that's weird because if right. I don't believe in it, why am I doing it? But the reason that I'm doing it, all right, here's what it comes back to. Okay. The reason that I'm doing the yoga is because I need to move my body. I need sure. to stretch. I need to... Move and maybe I think that if my intention is totally on God and maybe I am at this rave with these this craziness like my intention isn't to like uh I don't know I guess I see that's what you're good, saying now. it's a good go discussion I mean I and this. you know
4: the fact that you find uh, the fact that you're finding other people that go to the same church in that place probably reflects and and I don't want you to name the church because I don't want to I don't yeah. want that to be the part of this conversation but it probably reflects the kind of teaching you're receiving and the kind of emphasis upon like for example you know when you when we think about grace we think about the the need for grace to teach us righteousness and holiness and and mm-hmm. and what that looks like and again I I think I hear you and I hear the I hear the ability for you to be able to endure these things without being stumbled, because it sounds like you're an incredible creative. It sounds like God has made you um, what we would call today a free spirit, um, and and God uses people like you. And you know, Jesus was surrounded by people where he was accused of being utterly sinful, and he was sinless, and he was accused of that because of the company that he kept and the places where he went. Yeah. And so, I totally can appreciate that with you too. But I think you and I are having a secondary conversation than what Lloyd was having because uh, you're unique, but then even some of, the, some of what you're experiencing, you're, and this is what I hear, you don't have to agree with me, but I appreciate you listening to me. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I hear in you that you are raising to the level of truth your personal experience. And sometimes your personal experience is hitting the target of truth. And like if you were my daughter, I would sit down with you and say, but I think sometimes your level of experience is actually not hitting the truth. Mm-hmm. And even even as you're considering and processing what I'm saying, I know the Holy Spirit would would give you wisdom because, I mean, you know as well as I do, and I think we would agree. You can disagree openly if you like, mm-hmm. but most people, like 99.9% of the people do not belong at rave parties.
7: Right. Yeah, and yeah, I... I'm- I am going to say that most people don't, Good. and you. I do feel like God has put me and created me the way I am to be out there, and um, and I I think I also feel like I don't. I think this could be important, but I'm 43, yes. um, and so I've been I've been 20s and 30s, and I I have come to understand things from a different perspective, which is interesting because. These people who are dancing and doing yoga—they're like in their early twenties—and sure. so I do, I do feel like they're like a little bit more of the—is it sage, <laughs> the wisdom? I've got a little bit more wisdom, not more wisdom, but I don't know. Well, that's, you have maturity. You have a
4: level of maturity that can speak into their lives, and so um, I, I know that that's a value. But I think we also live in a culture, and I would just leave with this thought. We also live in a culture where you and I have grown up in this culture, and this is what we've been taught: the end justifies the means. And if we have in our minds, we've been raised this way. If you were born, I mean, I'm I'm not old enough to be your dad, so I can't sit you down as my daughter. It have to be pastor (laughs) to friend, but um, you know. And but we were raised in the public school system, in the in the general cultural thinking that if we have if there if there's an end that seems noble. It doesn't matter how we get there. But the Bible doesn't yeah. teach that. The Bible teaches that we need to have a noble end using noble reasons, or you could even put it this way, a spiritual end enabling spiritual reasons. And mm-hmm. we the end doesn't justify every means that we have. And so what, even as we're talking, I, while, I, while I recognize that this is a place for you, I also know that most people listening in— n- actually need to be taught to avoid these places, Um, even though they have the freedom to go there, that these Mm -hmm. kind of things are not helpful for them. They don't engender holiness. They don't engender a worshipful spirit. They actually are lust fests to some degree, and it would not be wise for them to be there, and I would stand on that biblically. But I appreciate your input. Cody, did you have any thoughts?
5: I just, uh, um, one of the verses that comes to mind as you're talking is this idea of, uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, which says, And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. You know, And, and I think that, Amen. as uh, Pastor Ed has uh, described, that, that you uh, seem to be one of those people who can participate in this, while other people uh, probably won't be able to. I, I guess an analogy would be mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of people who um, go to the gym for sake of worshiping their bodies, uh, but that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that everyone that goes to the gym is worshiping their body. Yeah.
7: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Absolutely. Well, thanks for well, your input. You guys, th- thank you so much for your time. Cody, I really enjoy listening to you as well. Like, great stuff. I feel like I relate to a lot of what you talk about, both of you guys. And I, like Lloyd, listen to Grace FM all the time. And thank you. Um, just thank you guys so much for everything. I think I would just like a quick little prayer about discernment. Sure. And when I'm out there in the world.
4: And the good news is is that there is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit that God gives us in being able to discern. And so it's something, not only can we reason through the Scriptures, mm-hmm. um, but we don't have to depend upon our reasoning skills. Amen. The Holy Spirit can give us what's yeah. needed in the moment. So I pray for my sister Brandy. Uh, thank you for her input, Lord, and, and just her reminder to us, um, and just bringing to my mind, all the crazy places you went, Jesus. And, and we know that you were God in human flesh, so like, uh, we, re- we recognize uh, the mission and the role that you're on, but you, you were in places that brought about the love of the gospel. And even in some of these questions uh, that, that Brandy um, w- was listening to and, and she paused, I just pray you'd speak to her on the pause lord and help her mm-hmm. refine the place in this world that you've given to her for the sake of your glory and and uh, thank you for the ability that you know you have different parts of the body in different places in the world and you are not everybody in those uh, places are going to come to church but you are taking the church to them and so protect mm-hmm. her and guard her even from herself lord and from her own flesh the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life mm. that we all have in our lives, and we all have different places. And so bless Brandy, and we look forward to hearing back in a few weeks, maybe a month or so, whatever, Lord, that, to hearing what you've been doing in her life. In Jesus' yes. name, amen. Yes, thank you. Amen. Thank
7: you both thank so you. much. God bless you guys. And God bless
4: you. Bye-bye. Bye. bye bye 303 I thought that was great input um, to bring about the well-rounded discussion.
5: Yeah, that was really good.
4: It was good. We, uh, I love listening. I love learning from questions. That's one of the parts uh, we were talking during the break. But one of the reasons I like this show is is the learning that I get, of as I'm listening and learning at different people's perspectives and different folks' places in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, as pastors, um, we haven't been in the world like we used to be. I mean, you did. You just left a position um to go full time.
5: Yeah, just in May.
4: But the position still left you in a place of being very uh inundated in the world system because it was your job. Yeah, absolutely. And, every uh, day. It's been a long time um, since I've been in that uh personally. So um three oh three six nine zero three thousand is the number oh huh, that's this is an interesting question. Clarence from Aurora, welcome to the program.
2: Hey how you doing good luck brother good how are you? I'm doing pretty good, just getting off work, heading home. all right what's up yes sir uh I had the privilege to to minister to my girlfriend, and uh she had a question, and uh I wanted to ask you about it it was uh we are going over the, the fall and how the world became cursed and whatnot and uh, she had mentioned she's like well uh when Lucifer fell because he was he was he was one of the archangels, correct
4: yes. Uh, it doesn't say specifically, but many people believe that.
2: Okay, yes, sir. Okay, uh, and that's why I'm trying to get guidance on because I don't want to mislead her either. But um, she was asking, she's like, when, when basically, when he lost his spot, who, who is gonna, who's gonna be in that spot? Is it, is it mankind? Is it another angel? <laughs> and I just wanted you to. That's a great on question. That. that way, I could kind of, kind of, just give her a little closure when I talk to her.
4: All right. So this is what you do: you take her over to Revelation. Yes, Chapter sir. 5. Yes, sir. Verse 1. Okay. And, and it says, I saw a scroll in the right hand of the one who was sitting on the throne. And there was writing on the inside and the outside of the scroll. And it was sealed with seven seals. And many believe, so I'm a I'm, comment as we go along, many believe yes, in sir. Revelation 5 in the eternal scene that this scroll is something along the lines of the title deed to the earth of what was usurped by the devil and given over to the snake by Adam through his sin uh, in the garden. This scroll is representative of the title deed. And so in verse 2 it says, I saw a strong angel who shouted with a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals of this scroll and unroll it? But no one in heaven or earth or under the earth was able to open and read it. Then I wept for no one could be found who was worthy to open the scroll and to read it. But one of the 24 elders said to me, Stop weeping. Look, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to the David's throne, has conquered, and he is worthy to open the scroll and break its seven seals. Mm -hmm. And that's the answer for your girlfriend.
2: Amen. I appreciate you, uh, Brother Ed, for all that you do, and Brother Cody, for the kingdom. And I cannot wait to be in heaven with y'all. Amen, amen. with Jesus, my man.
4: Well, right on. Good question.
2: I'm pretty sure you've got more questions. And S- to all of those that are, are listening, and Jesus loves you so much. Thanks, Clarence. And God bless you, my
4: man. 303-690-3000 is the number. Lynn calling from New York. Hey, Lynn, welcome to the program.
1: Hi, yes, um, my godson gave me your phone number and said I should call for prayer. Um, I'm in my 70s, and um, my house is 100 years of age, and I've lived in it for 67 years on and off, and several months ago, the town gave me a deadline to get it sold, because it needs tens of thousands of t- dollars worth of work, and I can't afford it. And um, I'm down to the deadline now, okay. and they can actually seize my home and sell mm. it on their own, and they can keep the money. So I'm living in a hotel now, and um, it's like, uh, I trust the Lord, and I know the person He wants to buy it will manifest, but I hope it's really soon, because uh, I'm on a deadline with the town, and they'll start taking me into court a thousand Dollar fine a day, chance of going to jail at 60, at seventy three years of age, and um, no. so I'm in a very bad spot right now. And and so if you could help me um, have prayer and um, see if that person can manifest really
7: quickly,
5: <laughs> Cody, Father, we want to come to you today and just bring uh, this need before you. We pray that you would bring uh, confidence in Lynn's heart for toward you that you are able to do more than we could even ask or imagine, God. And as we sit in this situation um, with the uh, uncertainty of tomorrow, Mm. we know that you're already there. You already know what the future holds. Um, And so we want to commit our cares and worries into your hand. And so I pray that you would give Lynn that uh, courage and confidence to trust in you. That she, as she cries out to you, that she would see your supernatural moving and working mm-hmm. on her behalf. Yes. And just like she's asking for, God, would you bring the right person at the right time? And Lord, we're asking, would that be quickly uh, so that she might be able to sell this home mm. and uh, be able to uh, avoid all of these other costs? Yes. But, God, we also pray that you would give her grace with the city and that uh, she would have favor with them and be able to uh, navigate all of the decisions that have to be made by Thank your God. wisdom and your strength, Lord. Jesus' name.
1: Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless
5: you here. Bye bye. Bye. 303
1: 690
4: 3000 is the number. Text us, 720 336 0897. I know we have had calls the whole show, but we do use those texts when we need to fill time. Uh, Let's see. Joe is calling from New Jersey. Joe, welcome to the program.
8: Hey, how are you, Pastor? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm doing, I called a months ago and i'm doing better than i was doing then so oh good that's, that's great
4: good to stuff.
8: hear <laughs> um i've been going i'm kind of like a baby christian um have been going to this church with my dad and my stepmom and um have you ever heard of anything that the sozo ministry i have sozo prayer
4: Yeah, stay as far um, away from it as you can
8: oh you see because i've heard differing things about it and now my stepmother's getting into it and they suggested it to me and I went and I looked, you know, on the interwebs about it, and I really haven't found anything good about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the, it's yeah. really
4: an extra biblical instruction of prayer that is is sort of making the person um, come under the leadership of another person, uh, uh-huh. and it, they use visualization techniques, guided meditation. They also call it soaking prayer. It's like it's like New Age mysticism, uh, right. and and not in anything biblical and. And uh, while there's different verses that they like to use, it's, it's, it's a heavy burden and a trip that replaces uh, past hurts with current, um, like, you know, in the day a few years ago, they used to call it, um, uh, the, the, not the discipleship, but, but uh, where someone ruled over you. Shepherding? The, the shepherding movement, but in a different, more spiritual way. Uh, right. you know, where you got to take down walls and open doors and only yeah. I can do it. Only, I'm the only one that can help you do that. When my Bible says that God is the healer, he alone hears our prayers. He's delivered me. He's made me a new creation that by faith in him, um, I can live in victory because he always leads me in victory. I don't need to go through a process, some man-made process.
8: Absolutely. Um, yeah. Of things that I, was, I, that, I went out, I went out to lunch with him a, a couple weeks ago and this lady was with us. And, um, she started like asking me questions and told me to close my eyes and, you know, like what is the, what's the Lord saying to you now and, you know, this kind of thing and it's like, I was like, this is really really odd. You it's know? really and I weird. So just you, walked away from
4: it. Tell her to hold on a minute. Let me open my Bible and because whenever yeah. I open my Bible and read it out loud, that's God speaking. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and you know, but, the, there's some even weird and I, I don't know how long you have to be in the process. But if uh-huh. if the longer you're in, they'll, they'll they'll even come to you and say that you were wounded in the womb, and you need to be. The reason you have problems today is because you were wounded in the womb. It's bizarre. Yeah, yeah. It's It's my dad
8: was saying something like that to me last week, and I was like, "What are you talking about, Pop? You know, like how was how? But because like I guess she's influencing him now. And yeah. Like, and then you know the pastor at this church is he's not against it or anything either. So maybe I should. Look for another church or something.
4: Uh. Well, email me, email me, and I'll send you an article on it, and then you can look these things up specifically so that you can be better equipped. Yeah. I, I have a specific article that's trustworthy, and and I'll send it to you, and then you can be better equipped to have a good conversation because these are people you love. Um, yeah. These are people, I mean, I know that's an understatement, but you can be equipped to come alongside and say, look, Mom, I mean, look, Dad, uh, look, Sister. The reality of this is nowhere in the Bible. Um, this is a group of people that may be well-intended. I don't know them, so I, I don't, I don't know yeah, why well, people. Very get
8: well-intended, you know. They, I mean, it's a great church. I mean, I feel so welcome there, and you know, they're yeah. all about Jesus. And I mean, it's really uh, other than this. I mean, I don't, you know. So I, I'm just. I had to call. I listen to you guys all the time, and you guys are awesome. And I had to get your opinion on it.
4: Yeah, it's it's a dangerous thing. I would stay as far away from it as possible.
8: <laughs> and that's and that's the feeling I had in my heart when 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 they were suggesting this. And you were and, right. And uh, yeah, yeah. So you know, the Lord, the Holy Spirit is in me and is uh, Holy yes, Spirit is. guiding me, and um, I am going to listen to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen,
4: Cody. Amen. Anything?
5: I think that was it. Just to to reaffirm that that is exactly the Holy Spirit speaking to you, and mm-hmm. uh, just learning to trust that voice, uh, that when yeah. there's a red flag, there's a reason why there's a red flag. And step back and, and get some biblical perspective. And, and I think that uh, one of the biggest things that we need uh, as a culture is to get back to biblical literacy. Uh, mm-hmm. The reason we get swept away with these things is because we don't know our Bibles. And if we would know our Bibles better, a lot of these things wouldn't catch us off guard.
8: Right. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you so much, and God bless every single
4: one of you. You're welcome. So my email is Pastor Ed, okay, at calvaryaurora.org, org, and just remind me what we talked about, um, and I'll I'll send it to you.
8: Cool. Thank you so much, Thanks, Pastor bro. Ed. Thank you very much, and uh, God bless.
4: All right, God bless. Bye bye. Bye. Hey, so we were joined in studio today with Pastor Cody King from Redemption Calvary. You guys in Colorado, uh, especially up in the northern area. Um, would love, would be blessed if you visited his church. So Cody, tell us more about Redemption Calvary again.
5: Yeah, yeah. Redemption Calvary, we meet uh, every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. off of 104th and uh, Highway 2 uh, in the uh, Reunion area of of Commerce City. Uh, Right now, we're uh, just about to finish up the book of Daniel. So we're in Daniel chapter 11 and chapter 12 over the next couple of weeks. Uh, A lot of end time stuff a lot of really uh, uh, crazy looking into the future and the connection between Daniel and Revelation. Um, it's a, It's been an exciting study, and uh, we're getting ready to wrap that one up. Um, but it'd uh, be exciting uh, to, to be able to see you. And if you do come and uh, you did hear us on the radio, let me know. I'd love to be able to uh, to meet you and to know that you heard us on the radio.
4: Redemptioncalvary.org. .org. Redemption Calvary, 8 o'clock on Grace FM, Monday, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, uh, he has two Sunday services, 9 and 11, and what book of the Bible are you teaching through?
5: Uh, Daniel. We're going through the book of Daniel. Where
4: are you in Daniel?
5: Daniel 11.
4: So when you were um, teaching in the beginning of Daniel and you did your introduction, how did you, uh, maybe you don't remember, but maybe you do, how did you handle that, that standing strong in the face of being a captive? Um, do you remember a, yeah. a nuance that you shared
5: yeah just the the idea of um, in Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 it says that Daniel purposed in his heart mm-hmm. and I think that that's one of the major themes through the book of Daniel that you see Daniel as a man of purpose yeah. Uh, He's not just haphazardly going through life. He's really aiming at honoring God with his life. And you see that as a result of the way he positions himself, the kinds of decisions he makes, even the way that he's continually a man of prayer. It it all has to do with this purpose of heart. And, And I think that if we would be a people who purpose in our heart to say, I want to honor Jesus first, I want to place him uh, as the, in the position of being first and foremost, then a lot of the other things in life would kind of just find their way of being made uh, made possible to, to work themselves out.
4: I think purpose and conviction are two very important words in, in a world like ours, because I think in a broader sense, not just Lloyd and Brandy's discussion, but in a broader sense we are strangers in a foreign land Yeah, uh, in our culture, in our world. And I know a lot of times we are caught by our culture, but having the privilege of being in other countries, experiencing other ministries, missionaries, um, when I refer to culture... I think of it far greater, the culture of this world. It's the, it's the system of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Western culture is different than Eastern culture, but it's still anti-God Yeah. Uh, and without God. So thanks for sitting in, Cody. Well, I know we'll be hearing more of you. Um, thanks for listening to Calvary Live. The Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow. Come to church tonight, 7 o'clock, Calvary, Aurora. We're in Second Kings. We'd love to have you there. God bless you.